College Football Talk every Tuesday with Brent Beer, Heisman voter, and on Twitter X at Brent Beer. SEC, ACC, AAC. We talk it all with Brent. Here's Brent Beard with Bryant and Brett. Brent Beard joins us from First Coast News in Jacksonville. He joins us now. Brent, thanks so much for joining us. And I was telling Brett to start the show uh, a week ago, the college football world was very different. Nick Saban uh, was still the head coach at Alabama before announcing his retirement on Wednesday. What did you make of that announcement from Nick Saban and then Alabama very quickly going out and hiring Kalen DeBoer? Uh, it was a stunning announcement uh, as far as the timing. Uh, I think a lot of folks thought he would probably be there another three, three or four years, maybe so somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But what I've been able to piece together is he was having trouble getting uh, assistance and realized that he could not guarantee how long he was going to be there. So, look, on the day he retired, he had a, the teleconference that morning, and then he was making calls on to assistance, <laughs> uh, possibly, that afternoon. And even admitted they had a, a uh, team meeting at 4, which I believe was uh, kind of a routine meeting, but uh, as he was walking into the meeting, he even said five minutes before the meeting, he still didn't know what he was going to do. So it, it crystallized for him at that point uh, that he knew that he needed to uh, step aside for, for the good of the university. This reminds me a little bit of what Bobby Bowden did or probably should have done. Uh, the great coach at Florida State probably stayed a year or two or more longer than he should have and player development and recruiting suffered because of that. That doesn't take away from what he did uh, at that point. But Saban, I think, saw that might be coming, decided to step aside. And the uh, they, they they call him the ninja, uh, Greg Byrne, the, uh, they're the athletic director as far as uh, how quickly and quietly he goes about, made the hire in two days like he did with Nate Oates for the Bama basketball team. So, uh, and believe me, Nick Saban had a say-so in all that, too. The guy who really had the say-so is Jimmy Sexton, who uh, who, who had a master class uh, uh, on uh, Friday as, as far as how to get assistants uh, and coaches and uh, raises and uh, – uh, he, he takes care of his clients, did it again, and no one, and I mean no one, does the shell game any better than Jimmy Saxon. And that's his job, and he has one mission statement, that's to look out for client clients, and he does it better than anybody in the business. And on Friday, you're right, it, 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 was, it was down to operational staff. It was down to administrative people. I mean, it was <laughs> everybody in that orbit. Uh, it, it was it was a good day for them, and that's that's what he wants for for who he advocates for, who he who 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 are his his clients, and he he does it well. Uh, Brent, for for me and you, and and there there are several of us. We we can go back, and there was one notable uh, omission. I really thought a lot over Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and really all this year 
I've thought of our our late friend Cecil Hurt and and yeah. kind of what would be what yeah. would be Cecil's reaction to a lot of this. I've been you know, keenly interested in a lot of others very close, like like Kirk McNair and 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 Finest Gaston and and Kent Gidley and 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 uh, but Cedric Burns and a lot of a lot of old timers, long timers that have been around that saw both that saw the exit of Coach Paul Bear Bryant and saw the exit of Coach Nick Saban, the two the two best to ever do it. In, in college football, and I saw a lot of similarities. One big difference that I see, and I want your perspective on this, one big difference, and this is no shot at anyone, but Coach Bryant, when he, when he left the scene, he would, wasn't leaving, for as great as he was, he wasn't leaving after being in the mix to play for it all. It had been a while since he had really had a, a great team, about about three years since he had had a great team. He had a good team in 80. He had a good team in 81. That was a pretty good team in 82, but it lost some games that they just weren't accustomed to losing. Coach Saban going out at or near on top and the big rival 160 miles away, you knew the ascendancy of what Coach Dye and Auburn, what they were doing. They had the best player one or two, one of the two best players in the sport, either Herschel Walker or Bo Jackson, and you knew they were going to be a handful for six, seven, eight years to come. It doesn't feel like that now. I don't think Kalen DeBoer is taking over nearly as hard a job as Ray Perkins took over. None at all. Absolutely not. And Ray made it even more difficult, didn't he, Brent, by trying to get rid of about everything that Coach Bryant had his name on or he was known for, uh, oh, no, uh, there's no doubt about it. And Saban said, and, then, and coaches will say this, uh, Bryant, take note of this, coaches will say this, that I want to leave the place in better shape than when I got right. there. And Saban can say that, uh, without oh, a doubt. Sure. I mean, Maybe more than um, anybody in the history of coaching changes. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, the look, look. The facilities by themselves were uh, uh, so drastically different than when he left. I, I tell you, though, and uh, I would be curious on y'all's take on this, too. There are a lot of things on the field that um, Saban did that were incredible uh, with, with uh, national championships and SEC and so forth. I'm not sure... The greatest thing that he did wasn't that he unified that fan base with one voice. Mm. Uh, and he was the boss. Everybody knew that he was the boss. And what he said went. And, and he, he was asked when he first got there, you may remember this, Brent, uh, someone asked him, what is your biggest challenge and he said, my biggest challenge is going to be for them to understand that uh, that it all comes down uh, to my voice. And it's going to be one that we're not going to have factions. Uh, we're coming together. And, that, and, and frankly, that to me, that may be the greatest thing he did. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. I'm with you on that. I'm curious uh, because we heard all the names out there for this Alabama job, or at least who people thought they would go after. Dan Lanning seemed to be the name that was thrown out there uh, the most at first, and then he comes out the next morning, uh, says he's going to stay at Oregon uh, before they land on Kalen DeBoer. With all of those names out there, did, did you ex- were you surprised when Kalen DeBoer was named the head coach? And, and do you think that he's the, the kind of right man uh, for the job at Alabama? Yeah, yeah, and look, here's what was unusual about this time. There was not a deep uh, candidate um, pool. I mean, there just wasn't. And timing sometimes is everything. And probably the two at the top were Lanning and and DeBoer. And frankly, uh, and again, it'll be probably years before we actually know what went on, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, DeBoer probably was, uh, the best choice. Um, I mean, uh, there was all, there was always thought about Dabo, but in five years ago, it would have been a certainty, but that didn't happen. Mike Norvell certainly was looked at and, uh, Jimmy Sexton helped him get a deal that and stay there and continue to grow that program. Sart really probably was never leaving Texas. Uh, with what he had. So, uh, you know, if you put all that together, and there are still a lot of people that were intrigued with uh, Lane Kiffin and the possibility of him coming, but uh, but for, for for really kind of what they wanted in, in, uh, at the time, uh, as Greg Burns said, DeBoer checked all the boxes. Mm-hmm. He, he did, and, and by no means do I want to compare it to, to Nick Saban coming to Alabama, but I do think it's a fair comparison to, to, to make the, 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 the parallel comparison to Nick Saban coming from Michigan State to yep. LSU. And, and Brent, a, a lot of us, me included, he doesn't talk like us. He's not from down here. Why is yep. LSU yep. going up there and hiring the Michigan State coach? And, and, and uh, there hadn't been a lot of that around Kalen DeBoer because he just got a team to the national championship game. I mean, he, r- really, his stature is much more than Coach Saban's was coming from Michigan State yep. to the Deep South to LSU. But I, but, but I think just fundamental sound, Kind of small town football guy through and through, tough guy. You can make the Kalen DeBoer from Washington to Bama comparison, like Saban from Michigan State to LSU. Yeah, I I would agree. And the other thing is with Byrne, Byrne has been known to get some out of the box hires, and for Bama, in a lot of ways, uh, as as many accolades as um, as DeBoer had. This was still an out of the box hire, mm-hmm. to some degree. Now he did; he went and got Nate Oates, which has been just amazing uh, in basketball. Got a good baseball coach, uh, also. Uh, so, but but had a little yeah, issues with both, though. <laughs> had a little issue with baseball oh, and yeah. had a little issue with Oates. Yeah, no question. Um, uh, but but they have, yeah, but they've worked through that, and and I think they're. They will be okay with it, um, uh, but uh, but that's true. I think we're finding that out now. Now you've got to have some guys on your staff who know the SEC. That yeah. there's no question about that. But in this day and age, too, if you can, I mean, if you coach and you know what you're doing, and you're organized and you can get a staff together, and that's what DeBoer's doing uh, right now. 
uh, it can work uh, even if it's not the same what pattern that we're used to over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Brent, and, and if it's not, what what do you think is? Is Alabama football the best job in American sport? Well, it's certainly one of them. Um, I, I mean, you've got a now. What now? Now, Brent, listen to this because it sounds strange, but it's true. Right. The thing that makes the SEC so great is also the thing that uh, also at times that hurt it. Mm. Uh, and what I mean by that is the fan bases are so passionate with virtually every school. We squeeze uh, you to that, death. Sure. Yes, that that they will. Uh, it, it, it's akin to idolatry. Uh, it is if the, in, if in, coach, in a not very healthy way at times. Yes, yes. If the if the coach is a tremendous coach, uh, then he's got is, he's got the keys to ten houses in Palm Beach at his back and call. <laughs> at least, uh, and, and and will never pay for anything in that state the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if he does well, if he likes but, to hunt, they'll make the ducks land in his swimming pool. <laughs> absolutely, no question about that. But here's the reverse of that, Brian and Brent, and I've lived this out over so many years. There is a short leash if it goes poorly. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and and a brick uh, comes hurling through your window. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's inside the the the, the office or outside the office, <laughs> or, 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 uh, a com- or a complete lunatic uh, does yeah. something really yeah. untoward to the yeah. Auburn trees. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, so, and, and look, case in point right now is Billy Napier mm-hmm. and what we're seeing with him. If he wins, they're going to embrace him and love him but if they have another five and seven uh uh, there'll be another coaching search uh sooner than later oh yeah absolutely uh some other sec news uh that came out today it looks like uh ross bjork uh is is leaving texas a&m for ohio state brett brought this up earlier and we also kind of talked about earlier you don't see it you know every day when when ad's leave for for new jobs but now ross bjork going up to ohio state what'd you make of that news uh well i'm i'm certainly raising eyebrow when i saw it uh ross is just one of the i I mean what what do you say he's one of the most elite accomplished ad's and he's going to get attention like that i brett you correct me on this i thought he'd be it i've I thought he'd be there longer. I'm not saying he'd be a lifer necessarily, uh, but I mean, look, the jobs that he's got, uh, it, it's going to be, I, I, okay, here's how I want to phrase this. I, it, he, I wonder if the day comes when he gets bored of being an AD and where he may end up one day is what fascinates me. I, I, that's, that's a good, good, uh, a point of fascination. I, I'm, I'm with you there. And I think someone, someone like him, I'm not saying he would be it, but we see how college football is changing. We see yeah. how the conferences yeah. are coalescing and drawing down for the power playing football conferences. I could see him potentially as someone in a pool of candidates to kind of be the first vicar, the first yeah. commissioner of yeah. college football. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the people have thrown this word czar around, and 
uh, I'm not sure I like that word, but the connotation of it is, and, and that's what I was thinking about as you were talking, what, and, and of course people are going to try to get Nick Saban to do the same thing. And Greg Sankey. Uh, y- yes. Are we, uh, uh, uh correct, uh, or ha- are we going to have that sooner than later? And, and, and I, I would agree with that. Bort would be one of the people you'd look at across the country. Now, I'm not saying he'd get it, but he, he might be involved with it. I'm going to get in trouble with a lot of my old Miss friends over the NCA investigation and just the wear and tear and the toll that it took on all of us that, you know, from the initial allegations to, you know, all the incriminating, uh, evidence, the stories, draft night, everything that went down the, the, when, when Ross and, and the football coach and the chancellor appeared on camera together and they looked like they were at a, reading a hostage manifesto. Yeah. It was tough times, but sure. R- Ross knew early in that. That if you, even, even on the strong points that Ole Miss had a strong case, that if you bucked them too much, if you fought it too hard, yep. that yep. it could imperil membership into the SEC. And that could not be lost. If we had to, to eat it and throw away two or three years in football, and we did, and unfortunately, Matt Luke mm-hmm. kind of had to, had to take that hit. But if yep. if you had to go through that to save that membership in the Southeastern Conference, Ross knew that could not be jeopardized, and it was in jeopardy. It was that there's one school out there, and I'm not going to name it, but there was one school out there at the same time Ole Miss was having that trouble. They were calling and saying, "If y'all toss them, we will pay whatever it takes to get that membership." Wow, yo man. Um, yeah, that's one of those behind the scenes thing that, uh, uh, there, there's a lot that's happened in the history of the conference that is probably better than the mainstream folks don't know. Yeah. And I, I thought Ross overall, you know, did a, a pretty good job at Ole Miss. The facilities, the upgrade and so many things. And, and, you know, in the, in the end, it, it ended, you know, it, it ended, uh, with, with with a lot of things around it, but he he turned it into real good mm-hmm. for him at he Texas A and M, and now at, at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Uh, going back to Alabama, because I'm just seeing kind of another update um, on uh, on what Kalen DeBoer is doing by adding assistant coaches. Uh, he hired South Alabama head coach Kane Womack uh, to his, to be his defensive coordinator. Now I'm seeing. Um, that Alabama is expected to hire Buffalo head coach Maurice Linguist uh, as a defensive analyst. What do you make of Kalen DeBoer uh, bringing in, sitting FBS head coaches to fill out his coaching staff? That, I, I thought that was a rather amazing. You're you're not going to see that happen very much. Yeah. But I mean, his thought pro. I'm I'm sure, and I think it's Womick. Uh, it's how it's pronounced. It's Wom. Uh, Womack. Womack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. W-O-W-M-A-C-K. And it's Dave right. Womack's son. Is it yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a fascinating that. part, too. Um, uh, I mean, here's the thing with that, though. I mean, you can – sometimes you take a I – don't, I don't know if I even want to call it a demotion or step back, but, mm-hmm. but, but for lack of a better word – I'm going to say sometimes you go from being the guy to one of the guys in order to later be the guy when you go to a school like Alabama 
and he does well there, uh, he's going to attract a lot of attention to get a uh, head job mm-hmm. that he may have never gotten if he just stayed at South Alabama. Yeah. I, I think this move was made. His, his dad, a longtime coach, his dad was a GA at Fayetteville in 1982 that, that I, I, I knew Dave Womack well, I knew Dave well at Arkansas and at Ole Miss. And Kane, I think, graduated from high school in Oxford and then later GA'd really? at Ole Miss. Uh-huh. May, may, may have graduated from Ole Miss as well. Anyway, I think this is a move for his first job to be in the SEC, mm. not to yeah, have to take sure. that step from South Alabama to wherever. And I'm, I'm not denigrating yeah. anybody. Yeah. I think this is moving along a couple of steps. Now, this also has turned badly mm-hmm. for people that's been a head coach yeah. that takes oh, yeah. that SEC coordinator job and thinks that's going to parlay them into uh, an SEC job. Uh, Dan Enos was was doing well yeah. at Central Michigan. Right. Took the step backwards for three forwards, and it ain't been three forward. No, no, it sure hasn't at all. I mean, it it, it was, it, it it didn't go well in Alabama. It didn't go well at Miami, and it's it just been a in Arkansas last been, year. Yeah, it's just been a difficult situation for him as he tries to reinvent himself. Yeah, yeah, it, it really, really has. Uh, I saw a uh, last thing for you. I saw uh, Miami has uh, landed a quarterback yes, finally. Yes. What is the uh, thought down there? They desperately needed someone. <clears throat> and look, Tim Ward may not work out, uh, but yeah. I think he's going to give them something they didn't have before. Certainly. Uh, Jacory Brown, who, who was there, is okay, and they can develop him. But they needed a veteran to come in. Uh, and look, this is a guy... Now, a lot of people are not familiar with with uh, Incarnate Word, mm-hmm. where he started. But he threw, I mean, facetious, but you'll get it. He threw for about 10,000 <laughs> yards there. Uh, and then he went to Pac-12 uh, and did well there. So they, they and listen, they need, Tyler Van Dyke is gone. I believe he's, he's at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So that, and, and they, they desperately need a quarterback. And I can tell you, I think we mentioned this before, Miami plays Florida in the opener next year. I know this sounds ridiculous, but I've I've already heard people say that is a must win for one of those coaches <laughs> uh, to get off I the agree. side with that. Yeah. So think about that one a minute. Mm, uh, hard to believe that that those two programs would be in a situation where that really? game means that much really? to both coaches. But uh, it's going to be a long off season, and I'm sure a lot's going to happen, especially with the transfer portal. But Brent, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. Uh, and I'm guessing, Brent, if Mama was around, that'd be another log on the fire and another quilt on the bed tonight, right? <laughs> that won't do anything, man. It's 10 Ooh. degrees here. Man. Uh, yeah, l- listen, and it's, it is, and we're balmy. We're going to be in the uh, about 25 here tonight, uh, which, believe me, for us. That is for y'all. Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. So, uh, Does anybody I, even have fireplaces in Jacksonville? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, Man, I, but, I can tell you right. You you can go outside in my neighborhood and you can smell oak burning oh, everywhere yeah. in the neighborhood. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I bet you can. Oh yeah, I don't doubt that at all. And look, my my concern for you guys are the or uh, the people who've got to get out. Mm-hmm. And heaven forbid, if you had a flat tire. Or mm. if you're homeless, or if you've got a, uh, you know, your heat's not working real well. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, look, 
the these are difficult nights. Yes, it, it, it really is, Brandon. And I, you know, just not made for it. And who it 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 has been a bear. But you're right about the quilt. I got some quilts out. <laughs> <laughs> you need them. Yeah, hey, you, you remember that old saying, Three Dog Night." The yeah. the band that that's where they got their name. <laughs> right. And that, it, it was, they had three dogs they slept with during cold night. <laughs> Good idea. Good stuff, brother Brent. Talk to you next week, Brent. Take care, guys. Thanks. Thanks you Brent. too. Brent Beard from First Coast News in Jacksonville joins us every single week, and he's not lying. It's it's cold out oh. there. It's, oh, it's brutal. I mean, it's dangerous. I mean, yeah. just, and, and and truly, you know, just you know, you just feel so for mm-hmm. some that. For for whatever reason, you know, out there with really nowhere to go, there there are a lot of great places, a lot of churches, community centers that do step up and do uh, really good work for for people that really need it. No, they absolutely do. But you're right; it's really tough out here for a lot of people when it's this this brutally cold. But uh, stay warm out there. uh, We're full and warm. That's that's a blessing. It is a blessing, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about everything that happened over the weekend in the NFL. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Well, the NFL Wild Card Weekend was a lot of fun, and we've spent so much time already talking about the Cowboys game. So we don't need to talk about it. We really don't because we have we have we've talked so much about it. We, we, we can put the tissues away, yes, can't we, we, Johnny? We can put that away. Yeah, we can put it away. We don't ever <laughs> have to mention the Cowboys ever again. Deal? Yeah, because they will never win in our lifetime. <clears throat> I'm sorry to say, it. Johnny. Uh, I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could kick you out or something, but you press all the buttons, so I. No, <laughs> you kind of hold the power here. You could turn my mic off. I mean, you. I wouldn't do most that. Powerful you man in the building. He really is. So I really can't do anything here. But you're right. They did. They they did lose, and they're struggling. I want to ask this question. Okay. And I want to ask it in a nice tone because okay. I've got a couple places that I think he really, 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 really could help. Mm-hmm. But if if the, all the money worked out and you got kind of cap stuff figured out. Where where does Dak Prescott go next year that he makes them a Super Bowl contender? I don't know. He he, he would help in New England. Oh, oh he yeah. would. He I, would. Anybody, but he but he doesn't make them a Super England. Bowl contender. He don't. No. Help in Atlanta. They just need a quarterback. But they would. But they wouldn't be a they Super Bowl be a contender. Super contender. No. And, and at 5 o'clock when we get Bo Marchant, this may be one. Okay. Pittsburgh. That would be quite uh, the change in scenery from the Cowboys to the, to the Steelers. It, it would be. And, and for somebody you know grew up, played high school football, Louisiana, mm-hmm. in the SEC at Mississippi State, yeah. and in the South in Mississippi, and in, in, in the NFL, at least half the games in climate controlled and, and then a lot of others. Yeah. How would he handle that? Uh, could could he could he handle that? I uh, just just got a text from a good friend that knows a lot about sports. Our friend Rob Fisher. 
Uh, Cleveland Bobby. Browns. That's a good well, one. That's a good one. They have Deshaun Watson though, uh, but he would he would help them. I take Dak tomorrow. I would take, over him. I would take Dak not only now, on the field but off field now, over. Deshaun. That's one, and and I I just don't know it. I just, I just yeah. don't know the 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 behind the scenes capology aspect right. of it. Yeah, it's but I I don't know if the Browns can ever get get rid of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, what they're paying him, good lord. Uh, you know, they're they're kind of wrapped up with him. No, I mean, there are places he would certainly make better. And Denver. Um, he'd make him better. He'd make him better. That's for sure. But because in, in all seriousness, all, all all the you know kind of fun pick, picking at you, and yeah. there's going to be times fun? I'm going to need tissue over my fan, over my teams. I don't. It might be fun for you, Brad. Certainly not I know. fun for me. <laughs> I, 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 and that's the thing. It's it's always more fun for the one pick picking that's it right. than the one that's having to catch it. I, yeah. I know that. <laughs> but here's who here's the blame game for the Cowboys. You ready? Yep. Everybody, mm-hmm. I agree. Right about that. I agree. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what, uh... including the media, uh, uh, mm. uh, 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 us writ large included. Yeah. No, we right. take the bait on the Cowboys Every all the time. Year, we do, and and I, I thought they were good. I, Dak Prescott had a great year. Now sure. the pick six and the other interception Sunday were terrible. Ooh. Statistically, when you go back in twenty five years in football ref and. Your debate, well, but never mind 25 years. In, in 10 years, yeah. 12 years, and you're talking about maybe Dak in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And playoff lack of success will, will come up very quickly in oh, the, yeah. in the no crowd and mm-hmm. should. That's fair. Sure. And then you look at the playoff games, you'll go, well, he went for over 400 <laughs> and that, man, that wasn't 400 no, and everybody knows no. it. Everybody knows it. No, it was uh, it was mess. But you're right. I mean, he he can help teams, and I think you know for a while this season he helped the Cowboys. I mean, he was really good. Um, but they're not, the team, not they're not this the, team without him. No, but they're it's not. just in in the playoffs. Nobody showed up, and that's that's nobody. I mean, Brett, we talked about it earlier. That defense is not the same defense I watched last week, two weeks. It wasn't ago. schematically. No. I think I think that takes out um, who's the D coordinator. Dan I'm Quinn. Blank. Dan Quinn. I, I think yeah. that takes him out of. In in this coaching carousel, very well, Mike. When, yeah. when we talk about some players need to play in a bowl game to to put stuff on tape, mm-hmm. man, that tape lasts forever, doesn't it? Sure does. Yeah, it and does. That, that's what's and, and, up. Yeah. And, and who, who was the analyst on Sunday's game on Fox? The former Titan, Greg Olson. It was Greg Olson. Yeah. I mean, just begging, get out of this soft zone. I, I've, the zone I was, was pleading terrible. with my television. Please. Johnny, the zone I'm was saying. terrible. And, and Johnny and I talked about this pre, pre-show. The, the Cowboys corner, cornerbacks mm-hmm. were playing so far off the ball. It was. But they're so small, you can't, you can't mm-hmm. bring them down in the box. Yep. And also, Brett, we were talking about it, they can't play man. That's why they had to play zone. Mm-hmm. They, they can't, they can't play man. And, and, and I mean, that zone was, Soft terrible. zone, prevent defense. You're up by twenty zone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and Love was licking his chops. He sure was. He sure was, and and was unbelievably good. Um, I, I want to say this. I, I hope Rob is still listening. Yeah. It, driving. I, I'm completely jumping out of the, the segment. But <laughs> yesterday, we, we we touched on it earlier, and and we we were, we were going to do this a lot yesterday. We were going to have mm-hmm. Rob with us yesterday yeah. and talk about the festivities and everything that goes into the day. And I just love the the sports figures sure. that are honored through the years for the Hyde Family uh, Foundation, the Legacy Awards. And yesterday, when Rob did the in-game interview oh, yeah. of Ozzie Smith, mm-hmm. 
man, I, I love that on so many things because I know, I know Rob, St. Louis boy, born yeah. and bred. And, you know, he, he's Memphian now through and through, but love, loves the Lou and mm-hmm. I know adores Ozzie Smith. Yeah. And in 2018, when we were up there for the PGA Championship at Belle Reve that Wednesday, it was kind of the greats of St. Louis Day mm-hmm. and had a media available. And, you know, Joe Buck was there, sure. Mike Shannon, Whitey Herzog, mm-hmm. Ozzie Smith. I think Red Shane Dinks was out there that day. Wow. Man, it, we, we were both just in heaven yeah. to be around those stars. And yesterday when Rob was on camera with Ozzie Smith, man, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I was so happy for him and he, he nailed it with Ozzie and, uh, and I'll say it again, best dang shortstop I ever saw play. Oh, yeah. No, that was really, really cool to see yesterday. And, and, uh, and remember this about Ozzie Smith. Finally cobbled together, more than being a decent hitter, got up to around 2,500 career hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's incredible. And, uh, you know, being or going back and watching, Brett, you sent me a clip. We were going to have, you know, like you said, we were going to have Rob on. Yeah, we, you, we, we were going to play the full at bat. I had not heard the full at bat in a long yeah. time. Maybe since that day. Yeah, I, I sat there and I watched it. I watched it four or five times, just watching it over and over again. That was. It, 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 and it had everything. It had the net, the natural sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that New Bush Stadium doesn't. New Bush Stadium rocks, especially when you got yeah. a good team. Oh, yeah. It really rocks. Rocks, but the natural sound that day of the ballpark was kind of vintage. Mm-hmm. Ernie Hayes on the organ, Buck, you know, Jack Buck and Mike Shannon, and 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 the the previous at bat was Willie McGee, yeah. and Mike Shannon just said, "Jack feels like we're going the distance today." This one's got extra innings yeah. written all over it. it. Sure did, yeah. No, that was that was really really good. I, I like I said, I watched it uh, about four or five times. Th- that day, Bryant was was Columbus Day. Okay. Uh, you know, the October holiday, the Monday, second Monday or so in October. So the job I was in, I was off, and we were watching. It was a group of us, but we had the – and I don't know why, but then syncing up radio and TV was a lot easier than now. I mean, you didn't have any have to have any gizmos. Anyway, we were watching the NBC feed. Mm. Vin Scully's call of that is great. Wow. Find yeah. it somewhere. Well, I find that. Vin Scully, uh, NBC doing it, and – when he stepped into the batter's box, they popped up the graphic, and I don't know the exact number, but Ozzie Smith has not hit a home run in 2,600 and some odd at bats from the left side. Wow. And 10 minutes later. <laughs> go crazy, folks. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to find uh, Vin Scully on that. And, and I, I, didn't, I didn't think anything could ever top that in, yeah. in Cardinal fandom, but David Freeze's home run did. Yeah. It sure did. It sure did, and that one, you know, stands uh, stands tall now for uh, for good reason. So. But I, I, the 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 and one thing about Ozzie Smith, his defense was so good, mm-hmm. and when you hear about the routine, never, ever, ever, not once, I can't remember a single time the ball getting through the wickets, oh, yeah. or that that bloop uh, over second base mm-hmm. and him losing in the lights. Yeah. The routine was 100%, 100% without fail, and then when he'd go into complete acrobatic oh, mode. Yeah. <laughs> just incredible. Just, what the hell yeah. was that he just yeah. did? No, that was uh, that was fun seeing him here yesterday and, and being honored. And, and like you said, that uh, in-game interview with Rob was, was really, really cool. But uh, let's go ahead. We need to get uh, to a break, and when we come back, it'll be time for Big Number of the Day. 
Be sure to follow us at Sports56WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports56WHBQ. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Big Daddy. Hello, Big Brand. It's a guy, he wants to be big, then he gets big, he doesn't want to be big anymore, then he gets small, but the suit's too big. Big Daddy. The Big Boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The big number of the day. I have three big numbers today. That's I have. That's good. That's real good. I have a gob of numbers okay. around my big number. Okay, they all go together. Though. Okay, none of mine go together. I don't. Okay. Think. Um, they but they all have to do with the NFL. So Johnny, I'll give you my three big numbers, and then you tell me which one you want to hear first. One, two, and one hundred and fifty-seven point two. One hundred and fifty-seven point two. Ah, the decimal point, it's Johnny. Always the decimal point. Okay, one hundred. <laughs> 57.2. That was Jordan Love's passer rating in Sunday afternoon's win over the Dallas Cowboys. It, it was perfect until he it came was. back in the game. It, it, it really was. It, it was, and, and it was incredible what he was doing out there. It marked the highest passer rating in a road playoff game in the Super Bowl era with a minimum of 20 attempts. It exceeded the mark set by Bart Starr in 1966 and Dak Prescott from last year's wild card win over the Buccaneers, which, let's not forget, in the sadness of being a Dallas Cowboys fan uh, Sunday. That we are. And still, let's not forget that that win last night in the wild card game was Tom Brady's last loss before he retired. Let's not forget that. Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten it. Well, let me remind you, Brett. (laughs) Thank you. That was Tom Brady's uh, last loss. My other two big numbers. One, this weekend, this is hard to believe, this weekend will be Patrick Mahomes' first ever true road playoff game in his career. In 15 postseason appearances, he's only played at either Arrowhead or or at a Super Bowl location. And then my final big number, it's incredible. My final big number is two. Yesterday, Josh Allen had a massive 52-yard touchdown run, which became the second longest run by a quarterback in an NFL postseason game, falling only four yards short of Colin Kaepernick's 56-yard rushing touchdown in the divisional round versus the Green Bay Packers in 2012. So a lot of good big numbers over Great the job, in the Brian. NFL. Thank Great you. job. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Colin Kaepernick. Man. The last time I was this infatuated by a quarterback like I am Jordan Love, mm. I think was for Colin Kaepernick. Really? And if he hadn't gotten hurt, I think he was on oh, yeah. on on the path to, to to being all that. And another one, you know, and it was just a big miss on my part. I was this in love with Josh Freeman with the Buccaneers. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, you know, two for three ain't bad. Yeah, mm. not real good though. Eh, not not real good. 
My big number is 273. That was Jordan Love's passing yards mm. in his first playoff start. Brett Favre, in his first playoff start, and it was a win against Detroit, he, he, he passed for 331 yards, and Aaron Rodgers passed for 423 and a loss to Arizona in his first career playoff start. Wow. Great number. Fantastic number. number. It's a really good number. I mean, the the we got Jordan Love on our mind, don't we? We we sure do, and for good reason. I mean, he was he was excellent. Him and C.J. Stroud, what they did over the weekend, um, was really impressive. First playoff start for Favre was in a win over Detroit. First playoff start for Rodgers that lost to Arizona and Jordan Love. Now he's got to go to San Francisco. It's gonna be tough. Do you remember back in the, the playoffs, Dave's guest T.J. Reeves, who lives in yep. Tampa St. Pete area, and 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 I, I I hosted for Dave a couple of those days mm-hmm. when he had this theme about the the Rays going out that it, it made it better going out to the team that eventually won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all seriousness, you you could you could be facing that. I mean, I know it feels bad, and it felt horrible <sighs> Sunday. Yeah, Packers could be on that roll. They could be. but And it's, it's got to be all on the road. Rodgers did it tough. all on the road as a wild card. He did. It's going to be tough. And this, this matchup against the 49ers is going to be tough. Um, but if they can get through that, I mean, then, you know, then you're really talking. Well, they got another tough one. And then uh, you got the Super Bowl. Man, I guess they're all tough. But that's what they, happens they are. in the playoffs. So. And, and what Josh Allen brings for Buffalo, we're going to get back to NFL yeah. at 530. What Josh Allen brings to Buffalo, when he runs the ball, when he goes in that slide motion, mm-hmm. that defender, and it's, it's just the rules. I'm not saying it's, 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 it's fair play, sure. but that defender is hung out to drive. He, if he launches, it's 15 more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, you if he be doesn't, with, he gets yeah. trucked. Yeah, you got to be careful with these quarterbacks, uh, especially nowadays and a couple of those. I mean, like you said, he looks like he's about to get down, and so they're kind of, um, trying to trying to hold up, but you know we, it's a weird weird game we're playing now in the NFL. Brett, did you know we have uh, afternoon SEC basketball going on right now? I, I did know that. Yeah. Started early because of the weather, sure didn't did. it? Yes, uh, over in Knoxville, this uh, you know weather that we've gotten, I believe, is making its way up to Knoxville. So they pushed their game. Florida and um, Tennessee. Florida and Tennessee. They pushed up to a four o'clock start on ESPN two. We've just got to halftime at that one. Um, Tennessee in full control, forty four to thirty two. Um, so that's nice to have a little afternoon basketball. I- interesting night in the SEC with that really one starting early. Yeah. Um, Georgia, South Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, how, how real are they for real? Yeah. South Carolina, Mizzou at Bama. Mizzou's got to be hungry. The ti- the ti- Memphis Tigers need Mizzou to have a pulse down yeah. the stretch. Yeah, no, and and it could start. I mean, if they could, you know, pull an upset on the road tonight against Alabama, that would be uh, that would be massive. And at Fayetteville, A yeah, and M and Arkansas. That one's the the big one tonight. A and M and Arkansas. Win. Yeah, really. Uh, both teams need that. A and M after that win over uh, over Kentucky, they're feeling good. And Arkansas, man, they they need a uh, an SEC conference win. So we'll see what happens tonight. But you're right, a, a really good night in the SEC. But let's go ahead and wrap up this hour and when we come back to start our third and final hour, we're going to talk more NFL with Bo Marchant.